To employees, payroll may seem pretty straightforward. You work, clocking in and out if necessary, and then you get paid. Sure, they notice how much was taken out for taxes and benefits, but employees often have no idea what it takes to arrive at those numbers on their pay stub. HR pros, on the other hand, know how complicated payroll can get, especially when it comes to withholding taxes. To make payroll a little less daunting, in this episode of HR Party of One, we'll cover what you need to know about withholding, including how it differs from deductions and how employer withholding came about. By the end, you'll have a better understanding of withholding in general, as well as special cases to consider, such as bonuses, commissions, and other supplemental wages. We'll discuss the difference between withholdings and deductions, the context of employer withholding, and how to withhold taxes from supplemental wages. Before we get started, I wanted to clarify that this information is for informational purposes only and does not constitute legal or finance advice. Please consult with a certified public accountant or tax attorney for advice on your specific situation. Now let's get into it. The difference between withholdings and deductions. Although there's a lot to keep in mind when setting up and running payroll, the real challenge of it is determining how much to withhold and deduct. We'll focus specifically on payroll tax withholding in this episode, but for a broad overview, check out our recent episode on how to run payroll. I'll link to it in the description. While the terms are often used interchangeably, withholdings and deductions are not the same thing. Simply put, taxes are withheld and benefits are deducted. Payroll tax withholding includes federal, state, and sometimes local income taxes, social security taxes, and Medicare taxes. Social security and Medicare are often collectively called FICA taxes, which refers to the Federal Insurance Contributions Act, the legislation that requires employers to withhold those taxes from their employees' paychecks. Tax and benefits are typically taken out of employees' paychecks in three stages. First, subtract the total amount of health plan and life insurance premiums, HSA and 401k contributions, and other pre-tax deductions from gross pay. Next, calculate how much income and FICA tax to withhold from each employee's paycheck based on how they completed Form W-4. To be clear, these taxes only apply to the amount of gross pay minus pre-tax deductions. The IRS website has a tax withholding estimator that can help you with these calculations. I'll link to it in the description. Finally, subtract the total amount of all post-tax deductions, such as Roth IRA contributions, disability insurance premiums, and union dues. Court-ordered wage garnishments for child support, outstanding tax obligations, and debt repayments are also subtracted after these taxes. As I mentioned, employees determine how much employers withhold from their paychecks by filling out Form W-4. New hires usually complete this form during onboarding, but employees should update their W-4 anytime they experience a life event that could affect their tax situation. For more information, check out our step-by-step -step guide to filling out Form W-4 on the Bernie Portal blog. I'll link to it in the description. By now, you may be wondering how payroll got so complicated. The context of employer withholding. 
Of course, you know that employers cannot just multiply a worker's hours by their rate of pay, then write them a check on the payday based on that simple calculation. Over a century's worth of tax regulation and employment law have made an employer's withholding responsibility what it is today. Here are some highlights from the IRS's history timeline. The first federal income tax was established in 1913 after the 16th Amendment granted Congress the power to levy taxes on individuals in corporate income. The next year, 1914, the Treasury Department released Form 1040, a four-page document that taxpayers should use to calculate the new income tax. In 1935, President Franklin Roosevelt signed the Social Security Act, which required employees to pay a certain percentage of their income to finance the Social Security Retirement and Disability Programs. This also established the FICA tax. In 1942, the Roosevelt administration established the Revenue Act, which sharply increased existing taxes to help fund the country's war efforts in World War II. This included a victory tax, which included a 5% surcharge on all net income exceeding $624 with a post-war credit, among other components. In 1943, Congress passed the Current Tax Payment Act of 1943, which introduced payroll withholding and quarterly tax payments to help raise revenues. According to a historical analysis published by the Department of Treasury, this move made tax collection easier, but also reduced tax transparency. In 1944, Congress passed the Income Tax Act to create standard deductions on Form 1040. In 1965, President Lyndon Johnson signed the Social Security Amendment of 1965 into law, which established Medicare and funded it through FICA. In 1986, President Ronald Reagan signed the Tax Reform Act of 1986, which contained more than 300 provisions, took three years to fully implement, and was the most significant tax reform passed in three decades. By 1990, the IRS had officially introduced Form W-4 to help employers correctly withhold the appropriate amount of federal income tax from employees' paychecks. In 2020, the IRS updated Form W-4 to make the process much simpler, including fewer lines to complete, no option to lower withholdings by using personal allowances, the option to lower withholding by claiming dependents and the option to lower withholding by using a deductions worksheet. As I mentioned, the amount of income tax an employer withholds depends on how each employee completed their Form W-4. Again, for more information on how to fill out Form W-4, check out our step-by-step -step guide on Bernie Portal's blog. I've linked to it in the description. For 2022, the Social Security tax rate is 6.2%, up to $147,000 for employees. Wages above that are not subject to Social Security taxes. The same rate and limit applied to employers as well. So to clarify, employees and employers together pay 12.4% payroll tax for Social Security. Medicare is calculated differently. The Medicare tax rate is 1.45% for employees and 1.45% for employers with no wage limit. 
In fact, there is an added 0.9% tax on employee income above $200,000 for single filers and $250,000 for married joint filers. Of course, state withholding requirements vary by state and remote workers out of state present even more tax complications. But we don't have time to dig into all the variables here. We do, however, need to discuss special considerations for supplemental wages. How to withhold taxes from supplemental wages. The IRS classifies bonuses, commissions, severance, non-qualified stock option exercises, and vesting of restricted stock units as supplemental wages and taxes them differently. There are two ways employers can calculate withholding taxes on supplemental wages. Number one, the percentage method. The percentage method is also called the flat rate method, and it's the more popular of the two with employers since it's much easier to calculate. Essentially, in the percentage method, supplemental wages are run as separate payroll. In most cases, there is an additional expense to running an additional payroll, but employers tend to prefer the simpler method in spite of the extra cost. This is also why so many organizations limit how frequently they pay out bonuses, commissions, and the like. In 2022, the federal withholding rate for supplemental wages is 22% up to $1 million. Any supplemental wages over $1 million are taxed at 37%. To be clear, the $1 million threshold does not include a regular salary income. Again, States tax supplemental wages at different rates, so be sure to consult with an accountant for your specific situation. The major drawback to the percentage method is for highly compensated employees. Their tax liability may be greater than their withholdings, which could lead to a surprise bill during tax season. And then there's the aggregate method. The alternative for calculating withholding taxes on supplemental wages is called the aggregate method. Using this method, the employer combines an employee's regular and supplemental wages into their gross pay for a pay period and withholds taxes based on the employee's W-4. The employer only has to run one payroll, but it can be much more complicated for employers to calculate. The aggregate method tends to be more accurate than the percentage method, but can still lead to an employer withholding too much. So a tax refund would be more likely than a tax bill. But of course, that means a smaller paycheck up front. Again, payroll can be complicated, but it doesn't have to be. For more information on how to outsource your payroll needs, check out the episode on running payroll that I mentioned earlier. I've linked to it in the description. As always, remember that your role is as strategic as you make it.